This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon. <clears throat> Pardon me. Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis, and along with Leonard Davis and Warren Harper, and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment, the twice a week podcast about people, politics, and professions. And today is Saturday, February the 5th, 2 p.m. Central Time. Yes, Thank you very is. much for joining us. <laughs> so one of the things that um, that we were intending to talk about yesterday that we're going to give a little bit of air today was the whole um, Spotify issue with um, what's his name? What's the guy's name? Which which one? Neil was it Neil Young or the no other the, one? the the podcaster? Uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah. So it wasn't. It's not that I don't know who Joe Rogan is. It's just for that brief moment, uh, I couldn't remember his name. So, but no, I've I've watched Joe Rogan. I uh, I like his comedy. Uh, and I, and I think he does, uh, I think he does a, a good podcast. I, I've, I don't think I've ever sat. Down. Well, I take that back. I've, I haven't watched, I don't watch a lot of them. Uh, but I do watch an episode every now and then. And he's had, uh, you know, some, some interesting shows. Um, but that, but that whole, so the question was <laughs> yesterday, was that censorship, all of the stuff that's going on, uh, with Spotify. And, and of course I think it's censorship. You know, what, what is your take on, so not just the censorship aspect of it, what is, what is your take on what is happening with Joe Rogan and Spotify in relationship to the COVID uh, stuff? Well, I think uh, his views are so out there as far as being in anti-vaxxer or supporting conspiracy theories that people are just rising up and, and protesting his show, basically. A lot of people are just putting them in a category of the conspiracy theorists and trying to figure out how to calm him down. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's a good comment. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm going to come back to that. Um, what, what's your take on it, Leonard? It's just, Neil disagrees with what Joe Rogan's doing. And Neil, to show his disagreeable, he told Spotify, if this is the kind of person, <laughs> that would make, that would make these kind of comments. They cut my music off your station because he's telling lies. And if people listen to him, a lot more people are going to get hurt or die. Okay, so I you know, Leonard, I'm I'm gonna say, you know, I'm having a difficult time trying to understand you. I don't know 
You know, I don't, I want to let you be here if that's what you want to be. But, you know, if you're not able to effectively communicate, it's not the best thing to try to continue to do that. You know, it's just right at this time you're struggling. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. Okay, so, but I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm going to leave it up to you. If you're going to, if you think you can muscle through it, that's fine. I just think that, um, uh, you're, you're hard to understand. And so I just think, um, you know, some, take a break. Don't, don't feel like you absolutely got here. The show will be here when you get back. <clears throat> okay. So, um, so Warren, you were, uh, talking about, uh, that you think his views are out of the mainstream and that that's the part, that's the uh, reason that he is experiencing what he's experiencing. And um, to some degree, I, you know, to some level, I agree with that. Um, add on to that, that um, he is, there are a lot of people that believe because he's beating traditional media at their own game, there's a lot of jealousy involved in that also. That part of the reason they want to attack him is because uh, they want to bring him down to size. They, you know, they want to, you know, bring him back to the pack with everybody else. And, and, and of course there's some weight on that also. Um, for me, I think once you become, the bigger you become, the more magnified your mistakes become or the more magnified your efforts become. So because he has so many viewers, he has so many, you know, listen, and the, the, the media organizations are paying attention. More people want to weigh in. More people want to get a part of that spotlight. More people realize that if they say something, it might get heard. And so I think part of what he's experiencing is that, you know, you, 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 you know, the bigger your celebrity, the more of a target you become. You're speaking about Rogan, right? I'm speaking about Rogan. So, yeah. <clears throat> so if, if, if Joe Rogan, if, if I, of course, said the same things that Joe Rogan said, the only people would be you and me that would have a, a problem with it. You know, there may be other people, but it, it's not going to get heard. It's not going to get seen. Joe mm -hmm. Rogan says it, you know, and he's got all of these eyes on him. Now people feel, oh, we can't let him have a pass because there are too many people that are going to see that right. and accept it. So now we have to speak out forcefully. And we have to, they may go overboard just to make their point um, in Joe Rogan's case. Mm -hmm. So when you say overboard, you mean, are you speaking of what uh, Neil Young did, pulling his music off the uh, platform? I'm glad you, you pulled me back to that. Um, 
So the efforts of all these people to pull. Okay. Spotify is not responsible for the content of Joe Rogan's show. (coughs) Joe Rogan is responsible for the content of Joe Rogan's show. Regardless of how much money Spotify has given him, regardless of if Spotify have given him, if they were giving him free airtime, if they were just, you know, here's a spot, run with it, it would not matter. Spotify is not responsible. But the effort that people went into instead of dealing with Joe Rogan, because they didn't feel a one-on-one conversation with Joe Rogan was going to get them anywhere. They went after the people with the money, the people that had more to lose. And Spotify, to their credit, and I say to their credit, Mm -hmm. initially did not do anything. They weren't going to pull him off. I don't think it was Spotify's responsibility to curtail Joe Rogan. But people know how things work. That's why they went after Spotify. Because they couldn't go after Joe Rogan. Because Joe Rogan could give him the middle finger and there wasn't a damn thing they could do. So so they had to find um, some way to get in there and, and, and in effect change in Joe Rogan. And they didn't do it. They couldn't do it by having a, a one-on-one conversation with him or appealing to his reason. So what they did was, is they appealed to his pocket. Exactly. And so I think that that was wrong because they, whatever points they had to make now are moot because it's not about, it did, it stopped being about Joe Rogan's information and started being about how much pressure can they put on him to make him do what they wanted him to do. Well, yeah, the the main issue is when it comes to whatever Joe Rogan is doing or saying is is pretty much freedom of speech. So they can't go and stick a rag in his mouth and make him shut up. And so the only other options they have are to withdraw from whatever support they can from him. And that's another form of um, free speech. I'm not going to support this because I don't agree with what uh, the content you're putting out there. So I think it's, it's pretty much a freeway street. You know, okay. we have right to support it or not. He has, he's being allowed to put it out because he has a right, I guess, unless somebody steps in, if the government says, well, you're, you're causing harm to society because people are, you know, doing stupid things but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, You know, I just, so, so I believe Neil Young, if Neil Young decided that he wanted to pull his music from Spotify because he didn't like Spotify's response to Joe Rogan's behavior, And I think, and one of the things that we have cultivated and procured 
in our society is to use force rather than to use logic and reason. So they were going to force Joe Rogan because they couldn't go on Joe. Neil Young could have said, hey, look, I disagree with what you said. I'd like to come on and talk to you about it. And I dollar to a donut. He uh, Joe Rogan would have said, come on. I'll talk to you. Bring, bring it on. But that's not what they did. Right. What they did was we will find a way to force you to do what we want you to do. And I think that that behavior in our society is detrimental to the society as a whole. Because in order for you to be able to speak your mind now, you have to have as much power as the people who you disagree with. Because if you don't have as much power as they do, what you say is they're going to, they're going to shut you up and they're not going to have to deal with you in a logical and reasonable fashion. Hey guys, I'm thinking off. Okay, brother. All right. This has been getting me. And I'll check on you later. All right. All right. All right. Love you, man. Bye. Bye. Well, at the end of the day, I think that, um, the game that they're playing that we're describing now is is pretty much the similar to the political system we have right now. It's about power. It's about influence. Mm-hmm. You know, if um, X X Y Z drug company wanted to get their market their drug out on the market, are they going to? What are they? What route are they most most likely to take? Are they going to talk about how well the studies worked and the efficacy and prove to the um, public that it's good? Or are they going to just probably slide a few dollars to their favorite uh, Congress people to help get that their uh, drug out on the market? I mean, I, I don't know if you saw that that series that we talked about dope sick was it no i haven't how how corrupt that whole system was where these this company was just basically purdue was just buying their way up up the ladder and they were making tons and tons of money while people were becoming more and more addicted to the product and it was all about they had the power to do it because they were paying everybody off and the people were suffering. So Warren, uh, Fred says, <clears throat> is that what they call cancel culture? And, and so to go back, originally cancel culture was black Twitter saying, uh, I don't want to deal with that person anymore. By canceling that person, they're saying, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm done. It wasn't about them getting fired. It wasn't about putting pressure on them to change their viewpoints or none of that. It became hijacked by the larger part of society. And then they started applying the cancel culture label to any time 
uh, a person, they try to change or force a person to change using pressure tactics. And that's what, and that's what cancel culture has become. That didn't, that's not where it started. And I understand uh, everybody has a right to uh, define cancel culture for themselves and then use it. Um, but, but that's, that's where we are. I, I, I think it's unfair. I don't think it's helpful for us to <clears throat> always use pressure and force rather than logic and reason. If you disagree with Joe Rogan, go sit down with Joe Rogan and talk it out. Joe Rogan is not an unreasonable individual. He's not a stupid man. So if you sit down and go talk to him and you're able to give him the facts and the figures, Joe Rogan will change his mind. That's not what they did. And so that's, that's what I have a problem with that. I will always have a problem with it. I don't have to agree with Joe Rogan. Right. But if I've got a problem with Joe Rogan, I talk to Joe Rogan. I don't talk to Joe Rogan's boss. The only way I go to Joe Rogan's boss is if there is a need to go to Joe Rogan's boss because I'm not able to get anywhere with Joe Rogan. Right? Well, they I went to the, they went to the escalation first. And so and so um I I had I have a problem with that situation because of how it was handled. And all of the people that piled on, you expect that. One person gets a lot of press, uh, I'll pull my music. Well, you know what? I can get my catalog seen if I yank my music too. So now you get rewarded. People are rewarded for piling on for a situation that was handled poorly. Well, that's the system that we're living in right now. You know, I, I don't think uh, rewards are typically fairly handled out to begin with. So fair enough. What's new? Fair enough. <laughs> All righty. So I spent more, a lot more time than I wanted to on um, the Joe Rogan issue. But uh, today we wanted, I was going to talk about um, black justice. Uh, we were going to talk about black justice and um justice that's <laughs> oh no we're not talking that you didn't mean it like that okay my bad. I, you, you know what <laughs> what you have said just said was there's nothing wrong with that that's that's <laughs> just how life is that's that's the view base actually what you just said fits right into this conversation. Yeah. I mean, basically we're talking about politics, correct? Basically we're talking about inclusion. I think I see it as inclusion. Okay. Okay. So when I say inclusion and, and, and politics too. So, so, so I, you know, I, I want to admit that too. So there's mm -hmm. politics in it, uh, but there's inclusion. Okay. 
So, so Joe Biden says, I'm going to hire a black woman for the court. There has never been a black woman on the Supreme Court. There were, what was it, nine white, nine white people, one black. Well, and, and I don't mean this negative. Well, I guess it would come off negatively. I'm not comfortable that um, uh, Clarence Thomas reflects black community in his conversation and his rulings. Okay. So, so when I look at how the court, cause so, so having a black, a black woman on the court, what does she bring? And it's going to depend on who the black woman is. If you, if you put Candace Owens on the, on the Supreme court, I, I, I still don't think you've put a black person on the court. And I, okay. I don't, I'm not saying that to be mean to her. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. This is, I'm not trying to put her down. Sure. There is, there is a lived experience that is going to impact how you see the world. Okay. If we don't have varied lived experiences in the highest court in the land, then that means somebody is not getting represented. Well, okay, so here's the thing. All the talk is based around black female, black woman. And I think that's the real problem. I don't have any problem with them wanting a certain ideology, a certain background, certain being able to relate to certain causes within the cultural perspective. But once you focus on those words, then that's going to be, you're going to get targeted for that. So this is political because you have such a divided political system. You have right, you have left, you have Democrat, Republican. What's happening, the way I see it, is that one side is saying we want, we, they've determined, the majority of them, whether they're speaking it or not, have determined they want a black woman. And the other side is clapping back you can't focus on race. Why do you, you you want a black person? Here's the problem. It doesn't really matter right now if they put a white person in there. If it's not the right one, they're not going to take him. So rather than focus on the issue, the issue of race, elect your candidate, say this is who we want, and move on. If the voters have ask for they feel the voters want a black woman the voters are going to support that person that's a known fact so to get out on the news and 
push this black woman, black woman. I don't see the necessity. Put who you want up there and let it fall where it may, because you know what your people want. And you don't give them all that amp, that, that um, something to fire at, you know? You're picking the candidate that you feel represents your values and that's who you want and leave the race out of it. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna push back at that because um, for the longest time we had all white elected officials. Mm -hmm. And society did not become more even-handed about how it treated minorities. Mm -hmm. So to say that not having a black person or avoiding racial issues is going to somehow magically change that, I, I don't I don't see that. I think I didn't say avoid the racial issue. You, well, you said leave the race out of it. Leave out of the conversation. How how do how do we How do we elect a black person and then not call them black? You say this is who we want and everybody can see they're black. You don't have to tell them what they already know, what they can see. You know that this was the agenda you follow through. You don't see the other side focusing on a white male. Because white we male is white the default. Male. White male is or the default. They, you don't have to say white male. They didn't have to say that they wanted a white male president. It's the default. Right. But that's what you I'm saying. You can't fault without the power to do it. Right now you have the power. So you just do it. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I don't, I, I understand. <clears throat> so, so my, my, my interpretation of, what you're saying is avoid conversations that cause friction. So rather than saying, I'm going to appoint a black woman, just say, I'm going to pick a judge. You just pick a black woman and you appoint her to the court. Well, you and have that, to tell the huh? qualifications and why you're picking them outside of them being black. I understand that, but okay. So, so, so am I close to understanding what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're close, but I, I, I just don't. I, I don't. So we got disconnected. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. it froze. Yeah, so I don't. Well, okay. So, so, so Fred says uh, that the Supreme Court interprets the Constitution. They do not represent anyone or anything. And I think I think what you're missing there, Fred, is the way I interpret something is based on the lived experience that I have. 
if I have never been a single parent and I'm interpreting laws that govern single parents, then I don't have a point of reference in order to interpret that in a way that's beneficial to people that are single parents. So by having a black woman on the court, bring a set of life skills. If, if in my neighborhood, we know that um, people are constantly stopped for no reason. And then I go to another hood neighborhood where uh, it's a different ethnic makeup and there are very few, if any, <coughs> excuse me, there are very few, if any, police stops. <coughs> so that means that people are being treated differently. That's, you know, that, um, that gives us some reason to believe that people are being treated differently based on their ethnicity. If, if I don't have the experience of being, having people stopped on a regular basis for no reason in my neighborhood, when it comes time for me to judge that, I'm more skeptical of that because I don't experience that on a regular basis. And so what you're telling me is foreign to me. So how do I give it more weight when my lived experience is very few people ever get stopped for no reason? And that's why uh, having someone with a different lift life experience in a courtroom, being a judge becomes extremely important is that the more life experiences, the more differing life experiences that we have in a room such as the court, the uh, Supreme Court, the more likely we are to have better outcomes of laws that reflect the whole of society and not just a portion. Well, I understand fully what you're saying. The, the problem is that, is that only a hand, a small percentage of the population are going to see things like that. I think the majority of the people that uh, would oppose it don't care. And you, you're just making a moot point. I mean, they, they, they will oppose whatever you do because they want to oppose it or they feel differently. Exactly. And that, and that feeling differently is because they don't have that lived experience. They don't have that lived experience. They don't have the lived experience uh, of the people that they're claiming that they don't want on the court. They don't want, they don't want people named to the court that are specifically black or specifically a woman, just name somebody to the court, et cetera, et cetera. But the default has always been white males. So now we're and trying they, to expand on that and they're pushing back against it. Yeah. 
I mean, they can see what the court looks like. Do you think they really care if you uh, want black people on there? Of course they care. You you think they're pushing back? If they did not care, why would they even say anything? I'm saying, do you think that's what they want? Well, what they want is the re a return to what they had. Exactly. <clears throat> what what and, they want and, is a return to what they had, where the the uh, it was expected that you were going to get this particular type of candidate. That that's where they want to go back to. They well, they don't want to ever leave from. Mm -hmm. And you think you can change their mind by talking about it on the news when you've already made a decision as to what, what I, the course you should take? So it's interesting, you know, you, you talk about changing people's minds. Mm -hmm. um, so we know that some people don't respond to emotion. Some people don't respond to reason. Some people don't respond to logic. Some people don't respond to yelling. Some people don't respond to um, uh, not being informed first. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're talking, you know, 100 million people, you know, we're 330 million, 300 million people in the United States. <clears throat> um, some people are, are not going to they're just going to push back just because you said you want to do something different. Right. They're just That's going true. to disagree with you just because you want to do something different. Some people are going to push back because uh, they're, uh, they're, re they're reticent to change. They don't like the idea of change. It's been, it, you know, I'll stick with the devil I know versus the devil I don't know. So there are a lot of reasons why people push back against change. But do you stop change because people because people are are objecting to change? No, and you don't stop change like I said. You do what you feel you need to do, but you don't have to waste a lot of time and energy with people that don't want to change. And, and I, and here's what I'll say about that. <clears throat> the reason that you spend that time and energy is because they're worth it because we are one nation. And just because you disagree with me does not mean I should discard you. And I do, and your, and your thoughts are important to me, even if you don't like me. Even okay. if you're not trying to help me, your thoughts are still important. Because we are one nation. And because I don't want you sitting in the foothills of Tennessee or Missouri arming yourself for a war when we can resolve it 
by at least reaching out and talking to each other. If I ignore you, if I do things that you don't like without considering your feelings or considering your ideas or, you know, reaching out to you in some way, then, then you're going to feel isolated and that isolation is going to turn into anger. So my question is, uh, who are we speaking about having the conversation? I, I'm basically speaking about the procedures and the governmental process. You, me, whoever, Fred, we can sit down and talk about it. That's definitely a doable thing. But at the end of the day, people at the top need to go ahead and handle their business. And that's that's my whole point. But people I think that, that need to talk about it are are the people outside of the government. But if they're if they're pub, if they're public servants, then they have to hear from us. They don't just do what they want to do, and then we live with the result. That's the whole problem uh, with people being against a government in the first place, is that they believe that their bureaucrats are making decisions. That they're not being that they're that, that they're not being consulted on. Okay, so do you think uh, the message is uh, is are are they getting across? Is it are they doing a good job? Well, I, I think so. So at the top of at the top of the uh, program, we talked about people want to use force. <clears throat> so we've we've. Um, created an environment where we've created an environment where people see force as a solution and not talk and compromise. So, so my thought is we need to move towards um, working with each other instead of forcing one another to accept things without uh, at least reaching out and connecting. Because we are one nation and we do need each other. Well, I just don't see a whole lot of reaching out going on and I don't know exactly what it's going to take to change that. I, I understand your point, but you know, at the end of the day, You've got things to do that need to be done. And I think you just need to handle your business and get it done. I, I, I just think that, okay. So that's, that's your take on that. And I, um, see that, uh, that we need to work more together and just getting it done is once you understand how people have uh, see getting things done. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't. Well, we have a process for, for getting things done. Well, I mean, yeah, but okay. All right. But so why is it that every time uh, I'll take the Democrat, for example, propose legislations, they never have any cooperation from the other side. 
it's always unanimous, unanimously opposed. Are they not talking? Are they not trying to talk to the other side? Where's, where's this failure? We've, we've cultivated a society where force is the preferred method of communication. We will force one another. Why would I sit out and have a conversation with you? Why would I agree to anything if I can force you to do what I want to do without having to compromise anything? Well, how do you change it? Well, one, <clears throat> um, a number of people have insisted that Democrats do exactly what the Republicans do. <laughs> you know, they, um, they stole a Supreme Court seat, so we'll steal one back. The problem I have with that is um, once you do that, you're saying the right thing to do is an eye for an eye. Instead of having government function at the will of the people. Well, you keep saying the will of the people, but what, what is the will of the people? I don't, I don't understand that question. Well, how do you, who knows what the will of the people is? That's, that's how we we're supposed to find out. We're supposed to reach out to our constituents. Uh, we're supposed to contact our representatives and we're supposed to share what, what we think should happen. And then our, our representatives then take our concerns and issues to the larger legislative body and come up with laws that we as the people want in place. And why is that not working? I, I don't, I think it is working. I think there are some hitches in it, but I do think it is working. So then to some degree, there are some problems. Yes. Okay. So as far as the black justice situation goes, do you see a problem with what's being done and how it's being handled? Okay. So, so, so I'm going to add in the build back better. Okay. I'm going to add in build back better to that question. Is that okay? Sure. So your question is, do you think that this is being handled well with the um, um, black justice? Mm -hmm. uh, is that, is that situation being handled well? So, mm -hmm. With Build Back Better, people have a communication style. People like to work in a certain way. So, so the administration that tried to get through Build Back Better is also trying to have a black female justice. Okay. So whatever, unless the communication style changes, unless something changes, either um, the people who are pushing back against it, 
you know, tend to soften their, um, their resistance or they become more um, uh, amenable to uh, uh, having conversations or compromise. Some of those, something has to change. Something has to um, fundamentally change for the situation to change. So whether, so the, the, the situation of, of having a black female justice is going to, because nothing has changed from the Build Back Better attempt to the, the black justice, you know, the female black yeah. justice, because nothing has changed, it is expected that you're going to have the same result. So something has to change. And right now, nothing has changed. But at least we, we're we trying to get the information out there as a little bit as possible, um, as much as possible. So, so Fred says, you know, black people on the Supreme Court, they must interpret the Constitution based on law not life experiences. And, and I completely 100% disagree with you that, uh, Fred, whatever decisions that you make, whatever decisions that you make are going to be based on your life experiences. So how you, how you, how you interpret the law is going to be based on how you as an individual interact with the law how you interact with other people when you, you will be you wherever you are. So, so in a courtroom, in an office, in a movie theater, you will be you and you will bring your life experiences and those will inform your behavior. And so, you know, Warren, I'm saying to you that, that those people who are, who you see as clogging the works, can I use that term in reference to these people? Clogging the works? Mm -hmm. Well, which people are we talking about? You saying the, the people pushing back against, uh, pushing back against a black judge, right? Was that situation handled better? Yeah, the, they're objecting on uh, the basis of uh, race. Okay, so those people who are, and I said, who, um, who push back against, right? Because those are the people mm -hmm. that we're dealing with. Okay, so, so, those people will be themselves. And we do still have to, to um, move society along. And there are people who don't want things to change. They don't want uh, more people to, to participate in society. But if they don't, if they're not participating in society and they're in the country, then they're impacting how things are done. Just, just your mere presence is going to impact how things are done. Just your mere presence is going to force you to either um, 
accept me or actively reject me. Make sense? I'm not quite getting what you're saying. Black people are in America. Mm -hmm. You're the people that um, you're asking questions about or pushing back against progress for black Americans. Okay. Okay. So whether you are, you have to, those people have to either accept black people or actively push against black people because the mere fact that black people are in America means that you have to deal with them. Okay. So you're either going to have to actively push back against them or you're going to have to accept them. There is no in-between. Okay. I agree. Okay. So what we're getting is that active pushback. And that's the problem. So what's the solution? Well, okay. You, you, you say talking, you keep saying we sit down and talk to them. Is, has that been working? Are we not? So what, what do you, okay. Well, okay. Yes. So you still have to, that's one of the things that you have to continue to do. You can never stop talking. Okay. Because that's the only way to get to a solution. Even if you use force, even if you take away their right to vote, you still have to talk. If you take away the microphone so that they can't be heard, you still have to talk. They're still there. They don't go away. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite so sure about that. Okay. I, I think if you get to the point where the people can't vote, what power do they have? Then why do you have to talk to them? Black people didn't have the, the right to vote. What happened? Well, black people they, didn't they have the right to vote. That they, they did not have the right to vote. What happened? What they have to do. So eventually it will get there. You will still have to deal with those people even if you take away their right to vote. They will not as long as they're as long as they're here, as long as they're in, in existence, you will eventually mm -hmm. have to deal with them. Well, we're talking about right now versus eventually. So I think that's the situation I'm trying to focus on is okay. I, what I don't, do we do I, now? I think you're asking for short-term answers to a long-term problem. Okay. And there's, there's, the, there is no short-term answer to long-term, a long-term problem. That's why so it's called long a long-term problem. problem is people don't want to talk to each other? Is that it? The long-term problem is, is finding cohesion as a country. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's serious because when was this country founded officially? Was it 1776? Is that okay. the, that was, that was when the declaration of independence was signed. Right. Okay. 
or ratify? Uh, how have things progressed from them then to now, as far as uh, the situation in the country is cohesion goes? Well, um, okay. So, so there have been changes because mm -hmm. we don't have slavery because we, True. we have, we don't have colonies anymore. True. So there's, there's progress. Yeah. There's progress. Does that mean that progress is always steady? Well, of course not. Sometimes you get off track. The, the, um, Declaration of Indi uh, the um, Bill of Constitution mm -hmm. isn't the same Constitution that was passed. The, the original Constitution, there have been changes and amendments. True. So change is happening. Mm -hmm. the, idea, the question then becomes, how quickly do we get the changes that are necessary to, to better sustain us as a country in the future? And I don't think anyone person can give you that answer no that's true but the way i see it is things seem to be going backwards right now it seems to be total division as far as people agreeing on things we've got two parties that can't seem to uh come together and and you know boil water or whatever and it seems to be getting worse so I understand what you're saying about people talking to one another, but who's who's not doing the talking? Who where's the where's this friction? Who's who doesn't want to talk? Well, okay. So part of that is placing blame. Um When you want to reach out, when you want to have conversations, mm -hmm. if people are on the defensive, that's, that strains the ability to have communications. Yeah, I agree. There are times when I try to point out uh, where someone is not helping the situation become better. But no one part of, of any problem belongs on one side. Everybody has some responsibility or some uh, buy-in or some um, responsibility for the problem. So while um, one party, as you've pointed out, is always saying no, 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 no. And um, let's look at how they've been asked to do things. Okay. Okay. So... So there are people who are call themselves progressives. Right. They're unapologetic progressives. 
Okay. And that triggers these people that you're talking about. That triggers them. They hear the word progressive and they just let out, lose their mind. Okay. And then they, they, they don't want to communicate. They don't want to, you know, um, everything that they hear becomes uh, horrible and, 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 you know, so they always see the worst in things. So you've got, you know, people trying to uh, create a, the, the Green New Deal. And people went off about they, they won't be able to eat hamburgers anymore. <laughs> right? And nobody said anything about hamburgers in there. Right. Okay. So... So there is a tendency for people to overreact. Mm -hmm. If people are going to overreact and you know that, you may have to tailor your message a little differently. And one sure. of the things that you said was, well, um, they were triggered by the idea of a black woman being appointed to the court. So maybe you don't say black woman about that issue. That is an mm -hmm. option for trying to, to communicate, but you also have to be yourself. Sure. And important. And, and the reason we're putting a black woman on the court is because of her life experiences that she's going to bring. And so it is necessary to identify, it is necessary to identify her as a black woman because her experiences are being highlighted specifically because of that. But I don't always have to call myself a progressive in things that I put forward because it's not always necessary to identify progressive issues or ideas and conservative issues or ideas. And that's a fine line to walk. Yeah, well, I, I understand your point, but I think Fred made a good point about uh, the judge's job. Okay. And I think that uh, when you bring up the experiences i'm not disagreeing with that but the first thing is objection is going to be that that has nothing to do with constitution and then i think you brought up some issues about um interpretation correct okay go ahead okay so is interpretation valid or not I think that's a big argument that they have in the courts uh, on interpretation. Well, again, if, if you don't understand that my life experiences will determine how I see things, if you don't, if you honestly believe that two people with totally different life experiences can look at something and see it exactly the same, then you don't under, then I don't know how to explain to you. And maybe I need to take more time to explain to you 
how your life experiences changes your viewpoint on things. So stop so, and frisk. Let me let me start with stop and frisk. Okay. Stop and frisk was performed on minority communities. It was not performed on white communities. So someone coming from that community is going to have a negative viewpoint of stop and frisk. Uh-huh. But someone that comes from a a different community is going to have a positive viewpoint on stop and frisk. So when you go into court and somebody, someone tries to explain the benefits and detriments that stop and frisk provide or are going to present to communities, you're going to bring those experiences to your understanding of stop and frisk. Mm -hmm. So it's not, so interpreting the law is going to be impacted by your life experiences. Then that being the case, wouldn't that pretty much give a person with different life experiences reason to object to a person's life experience? I'm going to have to leave it there. We are <laughs> at the end of our hour. <laughs> so you you want to make a last comment, uh, Mr. Warren? Yeah, all I'm saying is if you know that a person sees things differently from you, that could cause you to reject their um, opinions or their outlook as a detriment to way, the way you see things. Okay, very good. Ah, so we'll be back next Thursday. I'm sorry, next Friday. Right. We'll be back next Friday. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Um, make sure that uh, if you get a chance to leave a comment uh, that you do, we do really, really would like to hear from you. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will be back next week. That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment, and thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and Twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.